0: And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley.
1: Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friend, somebody sent me an article the other day uh, that was, was pretty good. Interestingly enough, I want to cover it. But before I want to cover it, I want to talk to you about what's important about the article. Because the article itself, although it has some interesting stuff in it, is a perfect example of something that I've thought my entire life. And that is, what gets in the way of a great life is a good life. What gets in the way of a good life is an okay life. What gets in the way of okay life is a terrible life. With the belief that it's the best I can do. And so my friends, as I sit here, I've wondered... If you've ever thought to yourself, have you ever wondered why, when you take a middle class person and they look at all the stupid stuff that poor, broke people do, and they look at it and they go, it's so simple to not be broke and poor, uneducated and crazy, or any of these things. I mean, think about yourself. Do you ever not, whatever stature in life you have financially, Don't you just look out there and wonder, you know, are these guys one can short of a six-pack? What is it they don't get when they're doing all this ridiculously crazy stuff? And you know what I'm talking about. I do radio shows. I've been doing them for, you know, 10, 20 years. I don't know exactly how long. And I've brought up this crazy stuff. Radio show after radio show after radio show. And the aha moments. I have people call me up or people come in and meet me and they say, you know, you were talking to me. I heard that like you were speaking directly to me. That's my problem, my problem, my problem, my problem. And you wonder to yourself, or you should wonder to yourself, why did their parents teach them those stupid things? Now, what's funny is, if you're a middle class American, and you could be anywhere from lower middle class to upper middle class, you look down at the people below you and you think, why don't they get it? So lower you know middle class people look at poor people and go man what why are you living on the street why do you live in that shand, shabby sh- I can't even come to the word with you know where a house is just such in derelict condition just like it should be torn down <laughs> instead of lived in anyways why are you there why if you're so broke and poor do you have 5 or 6 kids how did that help you out right? How do you not keep a job? How do you keep losing your job? How do you get up and front up your manager, your owner, and get in their face and talk crap to them? Why do you live this way? Why do you have a broken down car that won't even run, but you have $500 rims on each wheel and big giant wheels on that? The money should have been spent on a car that ran instead of wheels, right? And we, as middle class people, look at these people and go, I can see what's wrong. You're broke, you have all these financial problems and yet you have a big screen TV and the most expensive cell phone you can buy. And $100, $200 tennis shoes. Gold jewelry wrapped around your neck and in your ears and in your teeth. And you ask yourself, why do you do that when you could use that money to get ahead? When you look at people in the upper middle class to the lower middle class, they literally look at you and see the same thing go, why do you spend all this money on the way you live and don't have any investments to make you wealthier? I don't get it. What Are you one can short of a six pack? What is the problem? And then when you go from rich people to even upper middle class people, rich people are a little bit kinder. They go, I understand why you don't get what we do. You know, I understand that. What I don't understand is Dell's trying to teach it to you, and you won't listen. And that's your educated person that goes, hey, I realize as an educated person, I was taught a set of beliefs that didn't work, it didn't get me where I want to be, I'm financially secure, but I'm not rich, I'm not wealthy, and I'm not retired. Those people come in, they listen to what we say, and then they're rich, wealthy, and retired. This article is a perfect example of that. And the way I'm going to define it for you is I'm going to explain to you what this, who this article was written by, where they come from, and what their genesis is, and then I'm going to go over the article with you and tell you about what's right and what's wrong and what's not and so on and so forth. But all the stuff about what's right and what's wrong and what's not in the article isn't even one-tenth as important as who wrote the article and what they believe about themselves and their own ideas. All right. So here are the players in the game. There's a guy writing an article called Dave Ramsey's Seven Baby Steps Are Flawed. Get rid of debt much quicker than this. Now, the author to the article is a writer and mentor for an online real estate group whose basic theory from existence was that you don't need Expensive, multi-millionaire mentors to teach you how to be a multi-millionaire. That a bunch of us dumb people can all get together and share our dumb ideas together online as a blog. And all of these blog together wrong ideas will somehow add up to being a better idea. That's their entire theory. If a bunch of dumb people get together and share, then somehow all of us will become better off and not have to go find mentoring from people that are highly successful. That's the biggest flaw. And they put down mentoring left and right. Now, don't get me wrong. I will agree that a lot of mentoring is is flat wrong. A lot of mentoring out there and mentors uh, are really just bogus. I agree with a lot of what they say. Obviously, I don't on my program because my program's been here 29 years when we've retired thousands and thousands of people, and made millionaires out of hundreds and hundreds of people. And... Even on this online blog, whenever anybody puts up something negative about us, 10 guys write something positive about us to cover it up because they go, look, I'm a member there. It was It's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. This is not a battle with an opponent, you know, uh, in the industry. That's not what this is about today. This is a battle between ideas. And I'm here to give you the best ideas because these guys can't. They can't because of who they are, their failures. So this guy proceeds to write this article on this blog about why Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps just don't make sense. All right. I'm going to go into his reasoning behind that. Okay. In just a minute. What I want to do is start with the last paragraph. Now, remember, this is a writer and a mentor for this training program. They asked him to come on as a writer and a mentor, and they're putting out articles into the universe by this guy as if he's somebody you should be listening to. And I quote, here's where I am currently. Now, this is years after being successful at his program. Right now, since I live free, I save well above half of my income and live very comfortably. Yes. Add in eating and drinks occasionally. So he tells him this story that while he was going through the program, turning his life around, he didn't go out to eat. He didn't do anything. He worked like a dog, slaved and saved all of his money. Okay. He says he's living free because he currently lives in a house that he lives in the basement of. He bought a house. Rented out the two-bedroom townhouse rented out the two bedrooms and lives in the basement and the people living in the two bedrooms Don't pay him any positive cash flow. They simply pay his mortgage payment for him and his brain he has accomplished the most masterful thing in the whole world But what he's accomplished is to be a basement dweller a Basement dweller guys. Do you want to live in a basement? He's broke but he got broke sooner than Dave Ramsey's people do. We are well above half of my income, is very cu- with about, saving about half my income. Okay? Those savings are currently being invested in a Roth IRA, which is stupid, and a savings account, which is okay, designated for buying my second house. Uh, in around 12 more months, and paying down my student loan using the debt avalanche method rather than the debt snowball. At this moment, my net worth, and by the way, he's going to buy my house after 12 months, which is ridiculous. At this moment, my net worth is roughly zero. Let me read that to you again, in case you didn't listen to that. At this moment, after all my super success using my super methods, other than Dave Ramsey methods, My net worth is roughly zero, but guess what? I have about 25,000 plus in assets that are working hard to earn me money while I sleep and they'll continue to do so for years and years to come. So what he's considering is because he owns a piece of real estate, he doesn't have any net worth, but because he owns some real estate now and he's living for free in the basement that somehow that's $25,000 worth of investments. It must be what he put down to buy the house. Okay. And now he's broke back to zero. They have no idea what they're doing yet they're writing blogs and training programs. Can you imagine that? Just unbelievable. It goes on and says, there are a number of ways to go about getting out of debt besides Dave Ramsey's method and a Connor Anderson's seven financially, seven steps. That must be his name, Connor Anderson. But the key is to start investing in assets as soon as possible and continue to do so. This guy is saying Dave's method for getting from in debt to broke is too slow. And he points out some very facts that I've been pointing out for a long time. So some of, his, some of his facts are not that bad as far as points of reference. So I ask myself, and I think you should ask yourself, why is it this guy, what idea does he hold on to that still holds him down to be lower middle class individual? Right? And I'm going to try to go over some of those ideas today. Try to help you out. So what is the biggest flaw of Dave Ramsey's rules? Here it comes. Not investing your money and making it work for you as soon as possible is a huge mistake. Now, I don't have one darn argument with that statement at all. It's a wonderful, beautiful statement if you keep it just there. Everything else he says to do is suspect. Why? Because if he uses a statement that I would exactly agree with as his premise, that's his big premise then why is he poor? Why is it two and a half years after I started investing my way, I ended, or I quit my job, retired, and was a millionaire? Why, what is the difference between his first two years of investing and my first two years of investing? Even though the core premise of both of our ideals are the same, the end result is massively different. Two and a half years after I started investing in real estate at 34 years of age, I retired, never went back to work for corporate America again, and got richer every year for the rest of my life. What did he have? He lived in the basement of a townhouse with two tenants paying the rent. Wow, that's sad. We'll be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show.
0: Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes.
1: What would you say to women out there, Kelly, if they're thinking about doing this? If they're sitting out there right now, going, "I'm trapped with a glass ceiling where I work. I know I can't go up any further. There's there's no room there." What would you say to them about becoming their own boss? Well, you know, you can decide to stay where you're at and keep trying to crack that glass ceiling. But at the end of the day, in this environment, it is so easy, you know, to be able to get out of that mold. People know me and they come up to me and they're very gracious and they don't look at me and say, oh, you're a woman, I'm not gonna invest with you, I'm gonna go over here.
0: There's no real gender there. Are you ready to be a part of a world where there are no glass ceilings, no gender bias, no limits? Start like award-winning real estate investor Kelly did with the online workshop. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Del
1: Walmsley Radio Show. Today we're going over an article written by someone that works for a blog that's a real estate training blog that says you don't need intelligent, super successful people to teach you how to do this stuff. You just find a bunch of people that are low-end people. You take a whole bunch of people that don't know what they're doing and let them all get together. And because they're sharing their ideas, that somehow is going to turn into an osmosis of you becoming successful. So... This guy is disputing Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps and counting with his own seven baby steps. And yet my point to you is at the end of this two year period of time, he ends up living in a basement of a townhouse that he bought and renting out the two rooms above to end up living with no pay. And he said in his article, his net worth at this moment is zero. So. I want to go down these these steps and compare his ideas to Dave Ramsey's. Number one, save $1,000 for an emergency fund. Easy enough. I made 90% of my own meals and said no to going out to bars. And at this point, if my bar, car's brakes go out, I have something to fix it with. Okay. I get it. you got to start somewhere. Right? You're driving an older car. You need rainy day fund. I have no argument with that. My argument is this. Guy paid $50,000 to $80,000 in college fund, I think eighty dollars and he gets out and he has a job that's saving $1,000. He's a single guy living in the basement of a townhouse who has no bills because the tenants pay for the bills. What do you do that you live in the basement of a townhouse with no bills? And have a hard time saving a thousand bucks. That you've got to go on some kind of starvation diet and not have any fun in life. That tells me that that eighty thousand spent on that college was a really bad choice for this guy. Number two, pay off high interest rate debt only. Um, he talks about luckily the four thousand in credit card debt. Now remember, he says he has eighty grand in debt. Four thousand is credit card debt. So. Um, you know, here it is. He really made a mistake with that college debt. Uh, the credit card debt was at 0% introductory rate at 18 months. I still treated it like high interest rate debt and paid off ASAP. I did this because as soon as the 18-month period ended, it would carry to a 20% or higher interest. Right? So let me tell you what I did. I bought three houses, and unlike him, I didn't live in any of them. I put $2,000 down. And I put the $2,000 on each of four credit cards, again, with no interest or penalties for anywhere from six to 18 months on all of them. What he didn't understand was that I had a total, at, by the time I was done, of 50 credit cards. But along that line, I had eight or nine of them by then. And when that introductory rate popped off, I had another credit card right there ready to go ahead and transfer it to another card that paid zero interest in payments for another six to 18 months. Now, because I was making $500 a month positive cash flow and not living for free in a basement, 500 times four houses, which I bought all within 60 days, bought one, then next month I bought three more, so I had $800 a month positive cash flow coming in. I was able to pay those credit cards off very, very quickly because I had lots of cash flow coming in, none of which he had to deal with. Then he said, He took whatever proceeds he could now keep because he wasn't paying the debt and started putting in a 401k and IRA. I instead took 27 credit cards, I had 50 at the end, took 27 credit cards and bought an apartment complex $500,000 less than what it was worth from a distressed seller by assuming his mortgage and putting $327,000 down on 27 credit cards. Yes, let me repeat that to you. I put down $327,000 on 27 credit cards. Now, when I went to the bank to pull the money out, the banks flipped. And the president of the bank came to me and said, what are you doing? I showed him what I was doing. I have 27 credit cards with no interest, no payments. Well, actually, there were payments on some of them, but there were low interest rates, and there was some with no payments, and there was some with no interest for anywhere from 6 to 18 months. And I showed him, I said, look, I've got a spreadsheet here. Every one of these payments are coming out or less. The total amount I'm paying is less than 4%. Uh, On this total debt and for it, I'm buying an apartment complex that makes me $10,000 a month positive cash flow, which means that the the credit cards were totally covered plus positive cash flow of about $5,000 a month or more in addition to that. I had other credit cards set up and waiting, that is when these popped off their interest only and in none position, I was able to move them onto there. I did this each month I'd come back and show this banker, which by the way they sold that bank, it was a private bank, they sold it to Wells Fargo, and now I'm one of Wells Fargo's best customers. They 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 just do anything for me because they know what I've done and what I have. This guy has nothing. So I'm not bragging to you, I'm telling you. He's missing something, and I'm trying to show you what it is. It's how to make money. He, because he's a blogger in a company that believes that you shouldn't go to somebody who knows how to make money to learn how to make money, thinks he knows it all and can do it all. He's an idiot. He doesn't know anything. He lives in a basement. Do you want to live in the basement of your rent house? Not even own the upstairs part where the really quality living is at? Come on, people. So... I took the apartment complex, I raised the rents $100 a door, I also changed the management, took out the management team, took my management team from across the street and put them in there, saved on payroll, all in all made the thing go up in value a million bucks within a year. Had all this equity there to be able to turn around and pay those credit cards off. Went right down the street and bought that apartment complex. Took it, refinanced the money out, paid off these credit cards and this one. But I didn't buy the second one on credit cards because I'd made so much money on houses by that time. I started selling my houses off, and I took the equity out of my houses to buy the next apartment. Now I have three apartment complexes that ended up making me between ten dollars and $15,000 a month each. I'm making $45,000 a month. He is living in a basement of a townhouse. Not even close. Now, he's saying he paid off all this high-interest debt. And then he comes back and says on his next step, he started paying down his college debt. Whatever your college debt is at, 4% interest, 3% interest, it's always ridiculously low. Why would you not leave that debt in place and take that seventy or $80,000 worth of debt? The money, because you're going to have to come up with the money to pay that debt off. Why not pay the interest on it instead? Take the rest of the cash and go buy more rental houses. Buy more rental houses, which makes you more and more and more and more cash flow, not giving you more and more basements to live in. Take that money, pay that debt off with that money or even smarter, just keep paying the low interest rate debt and buy more and more and more and more. And when you get rich and you buy your first apartment and make a million dollars in a year, pay that credit off. Or even if you flip one house and make $80,000 or 100000 maybe that's when you pay that off. But you don't pay off all your debt. Pay off your cars and your credit cards and your houses and your homes and all that stupid stuff. And live on next to nothing and live in a basement of a townhouse. So that someday, two years later, you can be broke. Step number five, pay off low interest rate debt. That's his college funds. Step number seven, save for your children's college fund. This is a single dude living underneath a townhouse, in a basement. Where in his right mind? Does he think that there's any step qualified towards saving towards your kids? College. And by the way, if it was so important to do that, why does he have college debt? What I'm telling you is this guy has no idea how to be successful. And the point I've been making to you this whole show is, what is the difference between the guy who got the basic premise right? Let me find that basic premise. Here it is. The basic premise of why Dave Ramsey's program is not as effective is because he's not investing your money and making it work for you as soon as you possibly can. That is a mistake. His basic premise is right, folks, but he's going to be a dirt clod middle-class person for the rest of his life because he missed all the rest of the ideas. The idea to put his savings in a, a IRA, the idea to invest in franchises and REITs, and I had all this list of other investments that none of which you should do. He just doesn't get the big picture, the whole picture. Yet, he makes a resounding argument against Dave Ramsey. So what can I say about that? Middle class people, you can go pound poor people in the head with your ideas, and they will really be a lot smarter. Middle class people, you can pound lower middle class people with your ideas and they're better. Upper middle class, you can pound all middle class and poor people with your ideas and they're better. Rich people can pound all people below them with their ideas because they're better. Unless it's inherited wealth and you don't really deserve to have it. And many times inherited wealth gets lost, almost like winning the lottery. Most people who win the lottery are broke within no time at all. So what I'm saying to you guys, if you're wondering why you're out there working hard and doing what you think is smart, you've got a problem. And the problem is you've got the wrong set of ideas. And the wrong set of ideas are going to give you the wrong results. The other point I'd like to make to you is, if you ever run into a blog, an online program that says all these real estate gurus are just full of crap, they don't know what they're doing, then those people don't know what we do. They have no idea the millions and millions and millions of dollars our members are making and that their members are not. If their teachers are as lowly as this guy, then I don't see how their students can be doing much better. My friends, the answers are out there. You just need to seek them out. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I've been here for 29 years yelling at you as loud as I can without losing my voice. I just pray that someday you'll listen. Have a wonderful day. And remember, it's not the money, it's the
0: lifestyle. (laughs) We'll <laughs> Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught, so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation.